This is Teacher T's T4 Teaching Podcast, Episode 1. Hi everyone, welcome to Teacher T's T4 Teachers Podcast. I am your host, Tasha Fletcher, Episode 1. This is the show to inspire you. I interview international masterclass teachers, SLT and parents and they share their teaching stories and at the same time offer practical teaching tips and advice also that you can become a better professional. As we gear up for what promises to be the start of an interesting academic school year 2020-21, I want us to start off the show by talking about how we can work together to create a classroom community. As always, you get show notes in the transcript or you can head on over to my blog at handsonlearninginesl.com. That's handsonlearninginesl.com where I share some of my best teaching tips and ideas. Thank you for tuning in and as always, have a great week in the classroom. COVID. So I think it's only fitting that I started off the podcast by talking or looking rather at how we can move forward in September as EYFS teachers. Today I'm going to focus on working together to create a classroom community. Now as the new school year approaches I have lots of things on my mind as a teacher. One of them is always how. How will I help the children make new friends and work together as a team, considering the circumstances that we have to step into come the start of September. Now, building a classroom community is a big way in which to do that, and even better, Teachers, children and families can work together to build community in the classroom and thus modelling how to work as a team. But what is a classroom community and how are we going to manage that? I'm sure that each teacher has a slightly different definition of a classroom community. As I explain to my students all the time, we are a family. We play and learn together, we have fun together and sometimes we feel sad and cry together. We don't always agree with each other but we treat each other kindly. It takes all of us to have a good school year. So in my mind a classroom community means that my room is a safe, friendly environment for everyone. Students and teachers alike to learn and grow together. Yes, I know that sounds very general, but it's always my goal. And why? Why is the classroom community important? Now more than ever, I think it is very important as a teacher 
to include that classroom community connection as parents, teachers and children together. Children need to feel safe and wanted. They also need to feel like they have some ownership of their actions, surroundings and decisions. When that's in place, they're more receptive to learning. This means they're more receptive to learning across the board, be it academics, social instructions, interaction, sorry, etc. Here, I'm going to talk about five ways in which to cultivate, cultivate this classroom community. And I think I'd start off with letting the children see themselves in the classroom. I don't like posters. I hate them, I don't buy them, and I think that teachers who invest in them are wasting a lot of their hard-earned pennies. I'm not huge into buying them to put them up around in the classroom. Um, I think that I have an alphabet chart and that's it, or oh, that was a few years ago. I don't like them and I don't invest in them. I try my best to have most of the decorations in my classroom be child generated. That means that their interactive writing goes up, their artwork goes up, their science maths and discovery works goes up and they make charts together to display. In addition to that, I really love having family photos in my classroom. I've had them up on bulletin boards before as well as in frames throughout the classroom. The children love to see their family members in the room and it can be especially comforting at the beginning of the year when they're transitioning into school and into a new classroom. The photos are also an awesome way to get children talking to each other. I love listening to them share stories about their families with their new school friends and as their teacher as well. In a related topic, children also adore bringing in pictures of their pets. I've had loads of pictures of pets before and I also bring in mine to share about my dog. 2. Establishing rules and routines. This probably should have been one because this sets the tone for the rest of the year. Rules and routines give an order to the day. With them, children know what they should expect and they know what is expected of them. This order furthers the point that they are safe in the classroom, even when they're testing the boundaries, and they will. Children thrive when they know what's going on. I'm way past preschool age and I know that I feel that way. At the beginning of the year I like to talk about the rules and what we're going to do in preschool. I keep the rules simple so they're easier to remember and make sense. We review them every single day that first month of school and then about once a week after that. Before the year even starts, I draft a schedule for my class. I explain and model the preschool day a ton during that first month. We practice the routines a lot, over and over and over again. 
I also like to spice it up and add some humour whilst we're doing it. I enjoy being silly with the children and they love it too. Plus a little humour makes things even more memorable to the children. So I might say, mm, after lunch I will take my lunchbox and put it on my head. Inevitably the children will say, no Miss Tasha, it goes in your rucksack. But I don't have a rucksack, so where should I put it then? In your bag. And we all have a bit of a fun laughing at that. Three, giving children responsibilities. I am all about giving the children responsibilities in school. I'll often point out that there's just one Miss Tasha, and I stress that we need to work together to make our class the best it can be. This can be seen in a variety of ways throughout the day. For example, each week we pick new children to fill our classroom jobs. I keep a chart so that I know who has had each job. That way everyone gets at least one turn with each job during the year. The children are so proud of themselves when they're trusted to be a helper because that's the most important thing, being the classroom leader. They know I value them and trust them to be a leader in the classroom. The children have morning routines as they come into class, greeting the teacher, hanging up their rucksacks, setting out their lunch boxes, putting water bottles in appropriate bins, putting daily folders away, signing in and then choices. It sounds a bit daunting listening it like this, but it's really not. We practice and practice and practice this routine for the first months of school. I'm there to help out as much as needed, but I encourage them to take on more and more independence in each activity. Basic everyday tasks are also included here. We work together in school, so the children are definitely expected to help each other out. If a box of crayons gets knocked over, there's usually more than one child rushing over to help, even though they didn't knock it down. 4. Having fun together with your children. This is a huge part of the classroom community too, and I think a lot of teachers need to understand that, especially when you're working in the early years. Having fun, getting silly and dirty with your students is all part of building those connections with your children and making memories too. So don't be afraid to get your hair filled with paint or your nails dirty and sticky with mud. That's how it is being an EYFS teacher. Make memories with your children and let the children make memories with each other. It can be something as simple as reading a silly book at circle time, making a snack together, writing a class book, making mud pies after it's rained outside, or jumping in muddy puddles, and collaborating in art. It can be more in-depth, like planning a pyjama party, or even painting a car together. Keeping in mind how important these little memories are too. Moments like laughing together at a corny joke or giving or receiving an I missed you Miss Tasha, I missed you too Joanne. Hug after winter break or a child's triumphant cry of I did it, 
Did you see it? As she finally sails across the monkey bars while you watch. Having fun and making memories isn't all about the planned activities in school. It's more focused on being genuine and warm with the children. My students know I have high expectations and there are consequences when rules are broken. They also know that I will smile as they come into the classroom and laugh with them throughout the day because I genuinely love them and what I'm doing. They know that I'll give them hugs when they're hurt and high fives for working hard. It's a connection and that connection cannot be adequately described with words. I know that all of this can sound a bit hokey, but it's really how I feel and my passion and what I think. So I, thanks for putting up with my sentimentality. Involving families. As I mentioned time and time again in my blog and previously, a classroom community really is about teamwork. So that means everyone on the team needs to be included. The students, the teachers and their families. Without them, I think the process is much more difficult. So here are some ways that you can keep the families involved in your classroom and as part of your team in creating that classroom community. Keep up consistent communication. I know that this can be difficult to do at times, but keep at it. Parents need to know what's going on with their children and what's going on in the classroom. As a mom, I need to know what's going on with both of my boys and what's going on in their classroom too so that I can volunteer, I can help, or even offer support. Asking questions. At the beginning of the year, I like to ask my parents to fill out a short questionnaire about their school year expectations. I love getting their viewpoint about the year ahead, how, they, how we can collaborate, and what things they are looking forward to see in their children. Inviting parents in. Let parents know that they can come in and help out in the classroom if they wanted to. Invite them to celebrations and special events. Encourage them to share their interests with the children. My students love it when a dad brought in the family pet during our reptile theme and the dad had a blast too. Or that other time when mum brought in the dog during our pet team. The children had loads of fun giving the dog a bath and he enjoyed it. Understand that parents can't always come in. Conversely, be understanding if they aren't able to come into the classroom. I try hard to walk that line, both as a mom and as a teacher, and, but I want parents to feel welcome and I don't want to pressure them into coming. So. What about parents? We've been stressing a lot about teachers and children in the classroom. And I know that I've just spoken about how teachers can encourage parents to become part of the school community. But if we really want that community to work well together, we also have to value the input and collaboration of the parents in that team. So 
How can parents help with the classroom community? Parents can help by talking to their children. Parents can check in and see how things are going at school by asking their children questions like, who did you play with today? And were you kind today? How? Bring in the focus on interactions with peers and teachers along with the activities that their child enjoyed. Communicating with the child's teacher. Parents can be consistent in reading teacher communication. If there are questions or concerns, ask the teacher directly as they crop up. Share important information that might affect the child's day. That can be the loss of a pet, a nightmare the night before, or a tantrum from not being able to put on their favourite sparkly shoes. Meeting other families. Of course we know that this isn't always possible because we all have different schedules. But if it is, go for it. Chat with the other parents during special events or while picking the children up from school. Children watch us and learn so much in the process. They'll make observations as they see or hear their parents talking to other parents. Talk about making it feel like a community. Considering other students. Now, every child is an individual. Some children will be best friends right from the start. Others will gradually form friendships and they may also be children that don't always get along. That's okay. As a teacher, I don't expect children to have or be friends with everyone, but they do need to be respectful and considerate of others. Parents can help with this so much. For example, if a birthday party is planned, but the birthday boy or girl only wants a few friends to come, parents, please don't send the invites in for the teacher or child to distribute. The same goes for Valentine's Day, Christmas cards or anything along those lines. No matter how circumspectly it's done, someone finds out. I know. I don't do those sorts of things in my classroom. If a parent approached me and asked me to do something like that, I say no straight from the start and explain why. I would rather that a parent ask me or inquire as to contact information of other parents and if it is okay to do so, I will share that information or I can simply ask other parents to contact the parent themselves. That way, the birthday child is happy and there's no unnecessary angst in the classroom. Just contact other parents outside of school, but doing it the other way around can be very detrimental to a child's social emotional being, well-being. Getting involved as I mentioned above, I want parents to be involved. However, I understand how life is and I don't want parents to feel pressured. Look at what can be done and offer to help if it's possible. That may mean helping with snacks, organising parties, coming in to read each month or overseeing an art or science project. Really, it could be anything. Get involved as much as you want to, but don't feel badly if it's just not in the cards. 
So I sincerely hope that this was helpful to both parents and teachers. So tell me, how do you create a classroom community with your students? And how are you going to do this come September? So just to wrap up what we've said today, here are some takeaways on how you can create a classroom community. One, establish rules and routines from day one. This sets the tone for the rest of the year. Involve families in your classroom. Three, have fun together with your children. Four, Create independent learners simply by giving children responsibility. And five, create a family atmosphere by including photos of the children in displays, their pets and their families. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at FletcherT underscore and on my blog at handsonlearninginesl.com. Have a great week, everyone.